0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts, brought to you by the Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations Travel Agency. Tomorrowland Travel Authority can help you plan your Disney World Universal, Disney Cruise Line, or other family vacations. We are subject matter experts, and we know the parks like the back of our hand. In fact, you'll be getting one of this show's hosts as your agent when you contact our travel agency. So drop us an email at ttavacations at gmail.com. Hi, I'm your host, Ron. And I'm here with my co-hosts, Laurel and Rachel.
1: Hello. Yo-ho, yo-ho, pirate's life for me.
0: Well, it's mid-August, and it's 100 degrees in Orlando, so you know what that means? It's Halloween time, according yeah. to Disney, at least.
2: Halloween time!
0: Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party just started up this week, and we're here to talk about the Halloween events in Orlando. We did briefly talk about the Halloween events, when we talked about our calendar for the year, but we're going to go a little more in-depth into what you can expect at Walt Disney World and uh, down the road at Universal with their Halloween Horror Nights events. Now... Both of these events are called hard, or what we call hard ticketed events. Which basically means you need a special ticket that is dated for that event and you can't just use your regular multi-day park ticket to get in. Now, Mickey's not so scary, has already started running, and will be running through Halloween uh, select nights at the Magic Kingdom. Now on those days, the park actually closes at 6, so the day guests get shuffled out at that point. And with the party ticket, you're actually allowed in at 4, even though the party doesn't technically start at 7. Now, with the hard ticket, you get a lot of special activities, uh, unique parade, fireworks, other shows, meet and greets, trick-or-treating with included free candy, and special food you can purchase. So once you're into the Magic Kingdom, if you're in before the regular park closes, you're allowed to go you know do any attractions you want anything that's no- open to normal park guests and then once the party starts you get unique experiences a lot of the attractions are open not all of them and most of them have fairly short waits except for probably i'd say the over the attractions with overlays yeah and the haunted mansion everybody wants to do yeah the haunted mansion they,
2: maybe the the biggest thrill rides might also have some waits just depending on the surface
0: Tron has its own virtual queue specifically for party that,
2: party. yes this year is what they implemented. From what I can
0: see other people have done, it's a lot quicker of a virtual queue. Like you can still wait an hour after your party's called for the regular virtual queue, but people seem to be going on pretty quick with this. Yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about those attraction overlays. Uh for a few years now they've been doing these uh at Space Mountain, uh the Manti Party, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. Now, Space Mountain is actually just in the dark. Space Mountain is just really in total darkness. They turn off all the lighting in the show, and it makes it a little more interesting. I don't think it's that different. I
2: think they have, like, some extra sound effects. Like, either... the I'll just say this. Either there are extra sound effects, or people are extra scared, so you hear extra screaming. Uh, What either you know, way it's a different kind of experience. And I will say with the total darkness, it's almost like a different ride. I mean, I think you, if you know the ride really well, then you could probably like feel the body memory and all of that. But I remember going on that, that first time in the dark and I was, I was blown away. <laughs> it's just a very different experience.
0: Yeah, even though it's the same ride, like if you've done it during the day, go and do it again at night. It's going to feel different just because of the darkness. Uh, Rachel, did you ever do that one?
1: I actually do not think I ever did the dark version of Space Mountain. There are other overlay rides I definitely have done, but to be honest, I, I never focused on the overlay experience rides at the parties. I feel like there were always other things I was more interested in doing.
2: Yeah. It's funny you say that, Rachel, about what your focus is for the party. I feel like that's probably one of the first things we should talk about when we talk about like the general tips or kind of like how you manage your experience at the party. Just because you kind of have to attack it a bit differently than when you go to do like a a day at the Magic Kingdom. Because you have to hone in on exactly what your priorities are and you really need to be on target with it. If your priorities are characters, then you really need to focus on getting in lines for those top characters right away. If your priority is to see the rides that have the overlays, great. If your priority is to try out every single one of, which would be almost impossible, but if you wanted to try all the special food items or get the special merch, again, these are things that you, if you're prioritizing them, this is an absolute must for you. You really need to make sure that you're focusing your day around ensuring that that's going to happen. And, um, you know, especially like if you're doing the characters, there are long waits for the characters. Merch does run out. So you have to get merchandise right away. And then in terms of, you know, ensuring that you want to get specific kinds of food items, you might want to plan ahead, understand exactly where those locations are uh, so you can make sure that you're planning your evening around those, um, food items. So you can make sure you get them. I don't think they would typically run out of food items at parties for the most part, but really the issue would be that you run out of time. Um, so you have to go
0: in, you can't do it all.
2: Yeah. It's impossible to do it all in one night. So it's definitely good to do a little bit of homework to assess exactly what's a priority for you.
1: Yeah. I I feel like when I went in this last time was very challenging um just because of some other personal circumstances going on with me and my party <laughs> so so i only really got to actually maybe complete one actual item on my list that i wanted to do in the party um the one ride i tried to go and experience the overlay literally as soon as we got up to the front the ride shut down so we didn't actually get to go on the ride um because the the ride the ride broke down and the other thing i wanted to do um i i still i never really got to see i looked all around for them i looked and looked and looked i was really very much trying to find the uh elusive um gang of the four uh you know like the the main street uh the cadaver dance at the cadaver dance and i wanted them to to I wanted to go see them and I was all over the place looking for them. Yeah. Never they, them.
2: they kind of they kind of rotate around the park throughout the evening. It depends. Some years they've been almost exclusively in like Liberty Square Frontierland. And then some years they've rotated throughout the park. It just like you kind of never really know and i wonder if every party is even different each year most of the
0: time they're in frontierland
1: uh, these yeah,
2: days yeah i think the times that we ran into them we, we saw them in liberty liberty square in frontierland
1: yes and and those were the areas i was wandering about looking for them and i finally after like an hour or so of looking for them i gave up and then went to go like hunt for my spot for where i was going to watch the evening the uh, the evening entertainment and next thing I know, uh, my husband says, oh, well, I saw the cadaver dance while I was in line getting my corn dog at the Sleepy <laughs> like, Well, of course you did. Of course you did.
0: Well, let's go <laughs> to the entertainment in a minute. Let's finish up the overlays. So Space Mountain's totally in the dark. Now, just moving a little bit into fantasy land, you have the Manti Party, which is basically kind of a rave.
2: Oh, my God. It's awesome. Okay. So I'm ordinarily, well, first of all, with my slight-ish vertigo nature, I don't know how many times I'll have teacups left in me, but I will say that when I did it the last time I loved it. It was amazing. Um, I had such a blast. I don't know why why flashing lights and teacup rotation is so much fun, but it is.
0: They changed the music, they changed the lighting. They add smoke effects. It's really cool, and it, yes. you know, being the teacups, it still never gets a giant. Wave, oh yeah, yeah. But it's, and it's almost just as cool to just watch it from the side.
2: You know and I remember last time when we, as soon as we stepped out of it, we literally walked right into the Tweedles and um, the um, Queen of Hearts. It was amazing. Literally walked right off, and then we took a picture with them, and it was like it was like a kismet moment.
0: <laughs> and then the final overlay. Which this year experience can vary a bit because there's live actors in the queue and inside Pirates of the Caribbean.
2: Yeah, I think this one I feel like is kind of like a mixed review. I remember being excited by the live actors and not like it wasn't let down or anything, but I just didn't think that they added as much to the experience.
0: I think there could be up to three. I think we only saw one.
2: You know what would have been better, Disney, if you're listening? It would have been better if each boat had a live actor. (laughs) That way you had a person like, almost like narrating your experience with you down the whole time. Like to me, that would have been way better than seeing them in the queue. Um, Just an idea, Disney, if you ever hear me out.
0: (laughs) So those uh, those are the overlays. Now, the big thing, I think, for most people, is the entertainment.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's my favorite part.
0: So <laughs> we already mentioned the Cadaver dance, which are the Dapper Dance Barbershop Quartet singing kind of creepier Halloweeny songs dressed as, like, undead cowboys, usually. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're going to be probably in Frontierland most of the time. I think from what I've seen this year, they've been kind of on the second floor, like, singing from the top of Country Bear's.
2: Yeah, I think the last time we were there, they happened to be standing right in front of the um, the entrance to, uh, what, what's the steamship that's there? The oh, steamboat?
0: The Liberty Bell. The
2: Liberty Bell, okay. I couldn't remember if, which park had the Liberty Okay, so they were standing right in front of the Liberty Bell entrance, which was completely, like, that particular experience is closed off during the party, and that's kind of where they hung out for a while. Um, and... I remember that the country bears characters came out and were like messing with them. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of just something I think in the moment, but I think they do kind of rotate a little bit. It just kind of depends after their breaks and such.
0: And then there's also dance parties. Uh, There's a Mm. couple of them around, but one of the more notable and I think like lockdown ones is there's a Disney junior dance party. At Cosmic Rays this year. Uh, Videos we've seen have had like Fancy Nancy and Vampirina and like a DJ up on the stage where uh, Sunny Eclipse is normally at and spinning kind of family-friendly kind of party tunes.
2: I love the dance parties. I think that um, you kind of have to be into the moment uh, in terms of doing the dance, but it's super fun. I've enjoyed doing the dance parties. Dancing, like having a, just a, like a personal experience with a Disney character is just, it's very different than just doing a character meet and greet. Like it's like your best friend is joining you on the dance floor.
1: I actually recall probably participating in both dance parties that were existing simultaneously uh, over in um, Tomorrowland the last time, which I agree that the dance parties are a unique experience and it's really just a great opportunity, not just to let loose, but you really get to hang around the characters. And it feels like a very personalized experience. Uh, I think when I was there last time, they did a Monsters, Inc. dance party. Uh, so it was like Mike Wazowski and uh, Sully. Um, and then I feel like maybe Buzz Lightyear was there as well. Oh, that's uh, cool. And the other one was actually really fantastic, kind of a surprise. I didn't get to dance as much only because I was trying to eat my uh, my special hamburger, my special cheeseburger that I'd gotten uh, for the party. And uh, it was a Descendants dance party. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the rally, they did not have people dressed up as the Descendants characters. So to be clear, oh, it was music? a Descendants-inspired dance party. Oh. So they were like other kids-style performers that were kind of dressed up in in costumes that felt like the Descendants' world. So uh, the only thing that could have made it better, in my opinion, would have been if they actually had performers dressed up like the actual Descendants' character. I mean, oh, yeah, maybe, that would have been... It uh, but,
2: yeah, but, it
1: but, but it was definitely a a really fun dance party which if you really love like the disney descendants style songs then obviously you're going to have a good time. Oh, uh, yeah. But I was mom, I had I had to laugh cuz mom mom didn't get it. Uh, our mother uh, went with us on this uh, last halloween party and she was like what is this? I don't understand. What is this descendants thing? I was like mom just go with it. It's amazing. Uh <laughs> she 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 didn't get it by the end. But that's okay. I think she had at least somewhat of a good time uh, watching
2: me have a good time. So. We should probably talk a little bit about the stage show.
0: I was going to go on to that. The Hocus Pocus Villains Spelltacular starring the Sanderson sisters and a bunch of your other favorite Disney villains. Yes. Story's basic. You know, they just are trying to cast a spell and take over the kingdom or get all the children. I forget what the actual plot is. It's been a few years since I saw it, but to do so they try and they draw from all the other Disney characters. Like Dr. Facilier comes out and it's, I mean, you know, they're all singing Disney songs and it's a really, really great show on the castle stage. Uh, And that runs several times at night.
2: Yeah. Although I always recommend catching it early. You never know if you're going to get rain later in the evening. Um, and then the other thing we should talk about is the Boo to You parade, which is also run multiple times. Again, always recommend try to catch the live entertainment early, just uh, in case if there's rain. If
0: there's no rain on the schedule, I actually think the second That's parade true. is what I recommend, just because you're going to have a lot of people who leave after the fireworks, which is between the parades. Uh, but the Boo to You parade is probably for me the major highlight of the Halloween party. It almost makes it worth the price of admission to myself. It is my favorite Disney parade.
2: I totally, I feel exactly the same. I was just going to say, we should probably talk about what our favorite experience is about this, this party, but Ron and I clearly have the exact same thing, which is the booty you parade. Rachel, what about you? Uh, Well, I
1: think for me, I do really love the stage entertainment. Um, Last time we almost didn't even get to see the stage entertainment because we, it was just, uh, it turned out to be a really rainy evening. Um, And they had actually canceled all of the different stage entertainment uh, up until the very end of the night. And it was technically still raining, but they did it anyway because they kind of knew that we'd canceled everything else. So we got to give you something. So we at least had the fireworks show, which I do think that the Halloween fireworks is. It's fantastic. Like it's it. I don't know if I would say it's the best fireworks show I've ever seen at Disney.
2: But like it gets you in the spirit.
1: Yes. It absolutely. Like they really uh, do a good job of building it, uh, making it feel like you're part of the Halloween uh, experience.
2: Yeah. Um, but but- saying, I think the theming behind their fireworks show, it, it just feels right.
1: But I would, but I do have to say that I think the better entertainment is the, the stage shows that they do before the fireworks show. So of course, you know, like the, the one uh, that that's more recently being done with the Sanderson sisters. I just thought that was super fun. Um, Now, of course I am a sleepy, I am like a a hocus pocus and a sleepy hollow style person. So for me, like those are storylines I'm already going to love along with, of course, the headless horseman. That's always like a joy. Um, But the, the, I would say the entertainment is probably the number one reason why I would do the parties, is is that oh. uh, everything else is great and all, but it's just, it, it the entertainment is what really gets you. It gets you right in the gut.
2: Yeah. So yes. Yeah. So
0: let's talk about the parade then, because it's where we were.
2: Yeah, let's going. talk a little bit more about the parade. So like Rachel said, um, she kind of sort of put the cart before the horse briefly. Ha, ha, ha. Um, so the Headless Horseman sort of leads you off in the beginning of the parade. Usually it's like several minutes before the first floats might like actually get to you. In years past, the Headless Horseman would run down, but... They've had him walk just for safety and risk now.
0: Yeah, more is, of a trot than a gallop.
2: Yeah, yeah, which is actually kind of nice because you can actually see it more. I think in the past, like I remember it running, and I, like I don't even remember seeing it. Yeah,
0: you can miss him because he's if you're not because he moves at a full speed, or even well, he, still moves they, at they work, faster than the parade does, even at the trot.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so if he kicks off five ten minutes before the show, the parade starts in Frontierland. Mm-hmm. He's going to get to Main Street like twenty minutes before, so yeah, he's going to yeah. be there. You want to get there out about a half hour early if you want to make sure you see him.
2: No, for sure. But and now that he th- trots, yeah. you can actually see it and get a little bit more of a full experience, in my opinion. And I think this is an amazing costume. Now, there's no like meet and greets or anything like this, so you're just going to have to try and get a selfie in the dark if you really, really must. But it, it's an excellent little little special tidbit. And then in the parade, there is pretty much, like, every single villain you can imagine in the Disney lore that is in this parade.
0: Yeah, it's villains-focused. There's there's candy focus on some of the floats. Mm -hmm. There's a Haunted Mansion unit. And then there's all your standard Disney characters dressed up for Halloween. That's true. Like, this year, they actually have... The Sanderson sisters, uh, the Daisy, Minnie, and Clarabelle dressed up as the Sanderson sisters.
2: And that's the first year that they've had them come to the Florida. Coast so. at all.
0: Yeah, they've only been on the cruise line before and Disneyland before this. Yeah,
2: so it's going to be exciting for those individuals who get to go to the parties this year. Um, and then in terms of the parade, like Ryan was saying, it has a huge fandom. I think there is a significant percentage of Disney guests and fans who would probably say – this is the best consistent parade that they have run. Um, they It has a super catchy tune. Um, You're going to hear that <laughs> at the beginning.
0: That's going to be the intro to this week's show. So you've heard a little bit of it already. Yeah, su-
2: super catchy tune. Definitely sticks in your head for like the entire 12 months before the next Halloween. And what I really love about it is that it just puts significant highlight on all of the fun dark things about Disney that you just didn't, you don't really get throughout the rest of the year. You know, you get, uh, you know, all of the different ghosts from the haunted mansion doing dances. You get all the different characters in the Halloween costumes. I mean, it's just super fun.
0: And the final major piece of entertainment is the not so spooky spectacular fireworks. This replaced the Hollow Wishes fireworks a few years ago. Uh, Laura and I have never seen this fireworks. We only ever saw the Hall because I think this started right – I think this show started in 2019, so right before uh, the parks closed for COVID. Uh, we haven't been back since we've had our daughter just because the parties are late and we don't always recommend it for young kids if your kids can handle – being up late, that's yeah, great. It, that's a good but. point.
2: Booth parties last until midnight. And if you want to get like your personal value, it I won't deny the fact that it might be a challenge for smaller kids. Plus, the parties do get, they sell out, they get pretty crowded. And if you're going to be pushing strollers around throughout the entire party, not to say that you shouldn't consider bringing kids in strollers, but it's just something to think about. If that's going to be part of your strategy and how you're dealing with your evening, um, you know, definitely remember those crowds and it's going to be significant. Um, and then uh, we should probably actually also walk through. Well, oh, we
0: no. haven't talked finished talking about the fireworks yet. Oh yeah. But
2: the fireworks
0: are hosted by Jack Skellington and it's just a bunch of Halloween themed music and villains themed projections on the castle and the fireworks go all the way around the kingdom. Yeah, uh, it's a we saw a little bit of it from a hotel, um, and it's very very cool. Uh, no matter when, it's a unique fireworks show. You're only going to get it at the party. You never get it any other time of year. They never. They don't just do it on the nights that they run their normal happily ever after. Right now, on the nights it's not running. So if you want to see the this really well, and I do recommend seeing them if you're at the party. Don't skip them. Uh, you want to be in front of the castle because there's Jack on the stage. There's projections. It's designed to be from the hub. Yeah. So you do want to be there. And maybe, you know, it's just worth it too. For me, I would say watch the fireworks from the hub, turn around, watch the next spectacular stage show, and then catch the second parade. That's kind of how I would run all those together. Or you could do it in reverse order. Do the first parade and an earlier stage show and do them all. But I would recommend trying to do them all from the hub at one point and watching from there.
2: That's a good point. Uh, one of the other things we didn't really talk much about were the special character meet and greets. Well,
0: this is the other highlight, I think, for a lot of people. There are, yes, uh, there's a lot of characters scattered throughout the park. Special ones. Like uh, you're going to sometimes see like uh, Tarzan and Jane or, just other characters out and about, and these are all subject to change. So I'm not really gonna tell you who's where and what, except there's three main groups of characters. Uh like you're gonna find like the Winnie the Pooh characters in costumes sometimes in oh, yeah. Meet it's and Greet. So adorable. You're gonna find uh Goofy and most of the Fab Five out and around in their character cost in their Halloween costumes, but those aren't the big draws. There's really two to three main draws that have set meet and greets. And the first major one that gets the longest lines, I think is Jack and Sally from nightmare before Christmas. Mm -hmm. I think this year they're taking over part of town square theater. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past, they've met over at uh, across the way next to guest relations, but they're going to be in town square and they're going to get a, Hour plus line or Uh, more? Some
2: years have been like three hour lines, which I'll be fair. I think very few people would probably stand in that kind of line for a character meet and greet. So, again, like we were saying earlier about prioritization, if the characters are your priority, if you're getting in at four, just go get in line for Jack and Sally. Because as soon as they open that line, which oftentimes they will before the party even starts, they... We'll go ahead and have you go, you know, complete your 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 meet and greet, and then you can start your. Party. And
0: sometimes they'll start running that before, like in that six to seven hour when day guests aren't allowed in,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and only the party guests can be in line. And they'll give you a little bracelet. It used to be plastic. This year, it's like a little like fabric tie on thing that says you're allowed to be in the party that night. Uh, so that's what I've seen for this year. You know, this is subject to change. They've only done a few parties, so. You know, they do change
2: yeah, some exactly.
0: operating procedures every year. But they have been opening that a little early because people really like that one. The other one that draws can be an even longer line sometimes is meeting all seven dwarfs at the main at the same time, which this year, I think, is back in Storybook uh, circus, yeah. circus, which is we met them before. We had like a 45-minute wait, maybe. Yeah.
2: Actually, I feel like one year, Ron and I walked in like right before the party was over. And we happened to be like one of only a few people left who were trying to meet with them. I remember Storybrooke Circus was almost like it was empty and we just had, and they happened to still be there for meet and greets. So we ran in and saw them pretty quickly. But in a previous year, I remember we stood i Mean have in almost an hour and waited for them. And that, that was reasonable. Yeah. time. Um, but this so, is kind of nice. Well, another thing that's nice about the characters though, and doing the dance parties is that you don't have to wait in line for a character. You can just, dance right next to a character (laughs) so you know there's just different ways to prioritize your fun
0: and you're going to find like goofy and the others out around storybook circus early in the day and the meet and greets uh the the ones we're talking about the special ones kind of run full time the ones that are out and about in the park like goofy and the tarzan that i mentioned those are going to be on a kind of a shorter schedule those are going to come and go um obviously these are going to shut down to give the characters a little bit of a break for a few minutes, but they're going to open right back up. And unlike the rides, which if you're in, they'll they'll let you get in line until the uh, 12 o'clock. They're not going to let you do that for characters. They're going to cut off a line at a certain point because mm-hmm. at that point they have to go home. So yes, you can get in late and probably get a shorter wait for yeah. these characters, but you don't know if that line is over an hour at 11 o'clock they're probably going to cap it. Yeah. So just be a little wary of that. So what the other one. The third one, we've never seen um I think the last year we were there was the first year he started his regular appearances is Elvis Stitch. Yeah. And he meets in his old attraction in Tomorrowland. Uh he's not as big of a line as the others, especially now that he's been around for a few years. Yeah. But he's a real popular one. You're probably still going to wait a little bit of time for him. Uh, and I think you and you and Casey did did that one, right, Rachel?
2: Yes, yes, we did. You also met Jack and Sally on your first party, right?
1: So we met them in our first party, uh, which was a two hour wait. Yeah. Good.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. So Ron and I have never actually met Jack and Sally. Um,
0: we, we saw him because, as we said, they used to have the meet and greet kind of out in the open over by Town Square, and that was enough for me.
2: Yeah, I remember walking by, you know, but I, there definitely is something to like having the meet and greet. It's kind of like one of those memories you'll never forget. I think Rachel has uh, a photo <laughs> on her wall of this particular meet and greet. So it's definitely like one of her core memories. Would you say, okay. Rachel?
1: after 2 hours i had to purchase the picture <laughs> i had to have memory um i mean for me personally at the party when it comes to like a stratagem i always prioritize characters because,
0: and that's what a lot of people do yeah i'd say that's the number one thing people prioritize
2: i totally I actually totally agree um should we talk a little bit about the food and or merchandise? What do you want to talk about first? Yeah,
0: let's talk, talk about, about the special food. Let's talk about food. There's, I think, 30-plus items this year. A few of them are available outside the party, but most of them are available only in the party. And some of them are just Halloween-looking things, like the zombie fingers over right. at Cosmic Rays. Which- or,
2: or like the Halloween-themed cinnamon roll, Mickey cinnamon roll. Again, like that's just – again – there's so many items you're not going to get it all in one night unless you happen to be a really large party and everyone's just taking a single bite. But um, I think what's important is to at least um, recognize that you're going to get a pamphlet when you walk into the party and it's going to show you on your map and on your pamphlet for the party, like where, what all the items are and where they are. So you, if you haven't strategized before you get there, you can at least do so when you have your map. Um, And then, What's also important to Renault is that it's not all just sweet things like candy. Like, yes, you're going to go do trick or treating and you're going to get candy, but you can also get some savory items that are pretty delicious. And it's also important to remember you want to try and get the food early during the party because some of these places are going to stop selling food early in the evening.
0: So, yeah, the, yeah not all the restaurants are open. Um, particularly the only sit downs that are open are Be Our Guest. And Cinderella's Royal Table, and unless you really want to do Cinderella's Royal Table, I don't <laughs> recommend doing a sit-down restaurant during the party. It's a waste of your money. And there's no special Be out food. In the park, yeah. Uh, Cosmic Rays is a, always has like a specialty burger and a chicken sandwich. Uh, same thing over at uh, Pecos Bills, mm-hmm. and then a lot of the snack places have different snacks around. Different, as I said, there's like you know worms and dirt type desserts or pastries that have a good thing and a lot of the savory food is spice. you're going to get some jalapeno they're going to say it, and they're going to say some stuff is ghost pepper it is definitely hotter than a little bit of the jalapeno stuff which is still not the hottest jalapeno because it's disney Disney. yeah it's disney (laughs) hot the ghost pepper stuff can have some kick uh and it just depends on what the menu items are uh, and I've heard a lot of them are pretty good this year. A lot of people said they really did up their game. A lot of these things often don't get the best reviews other than for their Instagram qualities as yeah. far as taste. But there's slushes, there's pastries, there's sundaes, there's ice cream, uh, there's burgers, there's sides, there's t- there's like bratwurst tater tots and things like that. There's a whole bunch of stuff out there this year. and It changes every year if you're not listening to this for the 2023 show. Uh, so they're all out there. I recommend just kind of snacking your way around. If you're, if you really want to do a full meal, do it before, or just get one of the specialty burgers. There's no mobile order. And some of the weights can be a little high for like a half hour for food for these things. So you got to factor that in to your meal, like go to cosmic rays, get your burger, get your chicken sandwich or whatever it is and watch
2: the dance party. The dance party. That's
0: in there. That's a good way to like get two birds with one stone. And then the final thing is, well, as far as food goes, is the candy. And look, you're not going to get 150 dollars worth of candy, but you're going to get a lot of candy if you yeah. go to the trick or treat trails. And, and, this and, year, they're using like metal ice scoops. Yeah. And like some of the trails have like four or five stations. Like you can get, and if you just keep going through, they're not going to stop you. They give you a little bag, probably maybe a gallon-sized bag when you go in. Uh, some people bring their own bags because they like to do the trick-or-treating because it's something fun. And they're scattered throughout the park. There's uh, long trails that go from Tron to Storybook Circus. Uh, there's some on Main Street. There's uh, some in some of the restaurants that aren't running. There's a really cool one where you go in Monsters and Laugh is just running a show with the it's not the normal show. It's, and it's just, like
2: a video of jokes. <laughs> well, no, it's still interactive, Yeah,
0: but it's not running like the normal like set show. But you go with you, get some candy, sit down, watch a show from it, interact with them. And at the end of the night, you're going to get more than like your one scoop per station. They're going to hand out a lot of candy. So I would recommend like if you once you've gotten everything out, like if you run by a treat, if you go by a trick or treat station, it's not a long line. Go get some. At the end of the night, if you've got everything else done, focus on the trick-or-treating then. You're going to get plenty of candy. Like You could could fill a giant shopping bag full of candy and no one would bat an eye or be questioned. Be careful. It's been 100 degrees. Some of that chocolate might be melting. That is true. But it is all name-brand chocolate. And if you have allergy issues, when you go to the treat station, ask for an allergy token. And then you can take those. I believe it's to Liberty Square. And trade them in for allergen-friendly uh, treats. They have a selection there. I don't know exactly what's there because the main candy is stuff like M and M's and Skittles and Butterfinger-type candy, like a, uh, like all whatever the Mars brands are, because it is sponsored by M M&M and M Mars. And you're going to get a lot of it. Like most of it's fun size. I think when you get your treat bag, there's a full size thing of M and M's to start, but most of it's fun size. You're going to get a lot of candy, and it's kind of fun. And part of that is because, unlike regular Disney days, you're allowed to wear – adults are allowed to wear costumes. Costumes! Normally, if you're over 14, you're not allowed to wear a costume to Disney Park. On the Halloween parties, you're allowed to wear the costumes with a few restrictions. If you're dressed as a Disney character, you're not allowed to take pictures, sign autographs, things like that. I don't think they like adults to be in full masks and no fake weapons Lightsaber swords that don't look too real, you know things like that. They let you get away with
2: definitely not a weapon with like a pointy end on it. Yeah,
0: obviously, like like no fake guns, things like that is more of the focus. Yeah. So you're gonna and while you're in line to get the candy, you get to see a lot of really cool costumes. Some people do costumes that could rival what Disney puts people in.
2: I've seen people walk around in their costumes and actually having thought that that was the character and. Some people just go all out for these parties. The locals, I will say, um, are a significant percentage of party goers, and they really do go out all out. But speaking of preparing for the party, we should probably talk a little bit about some tips, especially since we are talking about t- costumes. So they run the parties from August through October, and the temperatures vary, you know. So it's really important to remember, like, to know what the temperature expectations are gonna be before you go. You need to plan your costumes accordingly. Um, right now in August, it is ridiculously hot in Florida, um, but like in a fun way, of course, because it's Florida. But because it is so hot, you really need to remember, like, you can't wear a costume that is a full body suit for costume. You definitely might wanna. Steer clear of heavy makeup on your face just because of the dripping sweat. So definitely some things to think about when you're preparing for, you know, when you go to your party. A couple of other things really that are important to know is that you need to book your parties early.
0: They do sell out, particularly the first night and around Halloween. Mm -hmm. And also the price varies from, I think, what, $109 to $199 this year. And that is for five hours seven if you count that extra time you get in at four Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or eight hours if you count that extra time you get in at four uh you're going to be paying a lot for this so you know don't even though the lines on a lot of the rides are going to be quick i wouldn't recommend getting in there unless it's your only trip to the magic kingdom like during your thing focus on the party the more expensive you get is usually closer to halloween and the first night So, and those are the ones that they're more likely to sell out, the more expensive they are, but they almost all sell out a little bit ahead of time. Used to be able to get most days and up and buy a ticket for that day. It was a little more expensive than you was if you pre-ordered, but not anymore. Very rarely are you going to be able to go and get them. So, if it is a priority for you, this year, a lot of them are sold out already. I can't tell you the dates, but I think Halloween is probably gone. Um, I think I already read
2: that it's almost completely sold out. Yeah, so... Um, A couple of other tips would be uh, don't do a full park day on the day that you do a party. Remember, these parties are really late and frankly, you're going to be exhausted and you just don't want to spend all your energy earlier in the day at the park without having some kind of break and then coming to the party. It's just I mean, that that just would not really be the best use of your energy or even your funds.
0: And if you have like a 10 day ticket and you want to do that, you know what? The Magic Kingdom is pretty empty in those mornings. Because up until they start letting those party guests in, people don't go to the Magic Kingdom because they know it closes early. So that is true. That is a, if, if you have limited time, that is the way I'd recommend doing it is do the Magic Kingdom that day and stay for the party. But realize it's going to be a really, really long day. Yeah.
2: And then a couple other things that um, has to really do with booking for your trip. It's recommended to try to, I mean, you can't always guarantee this because the dates that you're traveling, but if you can book your party earlier in your trip, it's better to do that because if, if, which doesn't happen often, but if there is a rain out on your party.
0: um, And not just raining. This means there's no fireworks or parade, basically. They they
2: have specific restrictions on what would be considered a rained out party. Um, If there is a rain out, Disney's first (laughs) method of solutioning for you is to reserve a space for you for a later party during your trip. So if for whatever reason you're there for a week and there happen to be two party days in a seven day period and you do the first one and you happen to still be falling on another party day, it is possible you can still salvage your experience. Um, So definitely – If you can book earlier in your trip, certainly recommend it. Obviously not required. They don't rain out very many um, events throughout the year. Like Rachel was explaining earlier in her own experience, they do everything in their power to almost try to make sure it's not going to be a rain out uh, just because they want to make sure that you have access to the entertainment and you have access to the experience and that you've, you've spent your time and you're, you know, to get there, they want you to have a good time.
0: We had one party we went to. I think they were allowing people because it did cancel the first parade. It was pouring up until about nine. Yeah, I remember. It was like we got a couple things done, and then we got stuck in Cosmic Rays for like an hour. And then
2: we were also stuck in inside the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train for a while too.
0: That was yeah. We started the night, did yeah. that. It stopped raining for a little bit. We did the Space Mountain overlay. Start pouring went to cosmic rays we were in there for a full hour uh and they basically we didn't have time to get another ticket i think they were offering because the first parade was canceled yeah and a lot of others and there was no shows up until that point
2: but keep in mind like every year their own restrictions and policies may change so it's always important just to keep in mind like when you're working with customer service you know you just don't know necessarily how things are going to you know roll out um So just something to think about in terms of tips.
0: Oh, it looks like Rachel's connection uh, disconnected. Uh, Don't know how long ago that happened, honestly. We thought she was a little quiet. Uh, But that's kind of it, I'd say, for Mickey's Not So Scary. If you have any questions, please uh, email us at mouseberts at gmail.com. Now, we're going to take a short trip down the road over to Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, At Universal Studios. Now, Mickey's not so scary. We don't recommend for little kids just because it's late. But Halloween Horror Nights is...
2: Definitely not for small
0: kids. Universal even says it's a 13 and
2: up event, and I would probably say 18 and up. If your kids get scared easily. It is a haunted house experience. And it's not not
0: like anyone you've ever seen locally, like... Universal pours millions of dollars into each of these houses with the decor. Yeah, th-
2: these are professional houses where they have specialists come in and design and create these these uh, physical experiences. So they're a lot of fun if you're the kind of person or family who really enjoy haunted houses. Um, if that is not your jam, do
0: don't, not go don't, go. don't waste your money. It's cheaper than Mickey's Not So Scary by a significant margin. They run. I believe from September 1st until November 4th this year, they added a couple days after Halloween. Um, And you've got a lot of it. So this year there are 10 houses. uh, And those are Chucky based off the child's play franchise and the current running TV show. The last of us based off that show, stranger things, their fourth stranger things house, usually based on the most recent season. Uh, An Exorcist house based on the new Exorcist Believer movie that's about to come out. Uh, Universal Monsters based off your classic Dracula and Frankenstein and all those. Uh, And then there's some non-IP houses. Yeti Campground Kills, Blood Moon Dark Offerings, The Darkest Deal, Dueling Dragons Choose Thy Fate, and Dr. Oddfell, Twisted Origins. And some of these tie into previous houses or previous Universal things like... Doing dragons is obviously a reference to the coaster that used to be over there. That was replaced by Hagrid's magical motorbike adventure. Uh, And yeah, there's a Yeti house I went to a few years ago. So they kind of recycle ideas for houses without, I think they've only ever repeated a house like room for room once. And that was the American werewolf in London house, because it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen where it was, straight-out scenes from the movie and the animatronic werewolves that would pop out of things. Uh, these are heavily themed. There are a lot of jump scares. Uh, the lines for these get long.
2: Yeah, um, but but the lines do move pretty... But, like, not... I mean, yes, you're going to be in line for a while, but but they, they're they constantly moving because it's kind of like... Like, people are constantly moving like a... Not like a not like an actual conveyor belt, but it's as if people are moving along a conveyor belt in because it's a walkthrough. So people are constantly just walking. Now, through.
0: unlike Disney doesn't do Genie Plus for the parties, they do sell uh, Express Pass mm-hmm. for the parties for this, for, uh, as well as the RIP VIP tours. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? If you're only there for one night, I can't say I don't recommend getting the Express Pass if you want to see all the houses. That's true. The most I've ever been able to do without that pass is maybe eight houses and a couple rides just because in the middle of the party that stranger things line is probably going to be two and a half hours and on a busy night uh some of the smaller ones are probably going to be at least 35 minutes at at the peak of the night if not an hour so in the middle of the night you're going to get a lot of let's uh, same thing, you know, it's middle of the day and all the parks are going to get the busiest lines at that point. That's when you want to check out the scare zones. Now, these are non-house oh. haunted houses. You don't have to wait in a line. You walk through. There's no storyline like there is to the house. These are just places where characters are either dancing around you creepily or... Coming up behind you to scare you.
2: Or they're zombies. Or, or
0: like they've had like a Rob Zombie one in the past where they're just playing some cool industrial music with weird characters walking around. These are just places where somebody's going to try and scare you or try and interact with you. And all the actors, whether they're in the scare zones or in the houses, are amazing. They live for doing this. They really like people, you know, this is, they don't need the second job, but this is something they like to do uh people really get into being the actors and please respect them uh don't you know be no, no, no. hitting want you know things like that just be careful but this year dr otto's collection of horror dark zodiac jungle of doom expedition horror vamp 69 summer of blood and shipyard 32 horrors unhinged are your scare zones and as i said like some of these are we're going to reference other ones like there's been vamp ones in the past which is like a high school vampire kind of thing. Um, but none of these are out yet, so I can't tell you too much about them. Uh, and then you have two shows. Uh, the Halloween Nightmare Fuel Wildfire, which is kind of like a circuit, bizarre circus, Cirque du Soleil, aerial acrobatics. It actually sounds fun. Fire, you know, fire jugglers, things like that. And Ghoulish, A Halloween Tale, which is, I think, going to be a new... Water projection show on the lagoon. They've been working on replacing the cinematic spectacular for a while. Uh, so, this is going to be in that same area. Once again, I, none of this has happened yet, so I can't tell you anything about these houses. Now, Laurel and Rachel hate Horror Nights. They nope. won once. They did one house, maybe two, and then ran and just kind of found a place to sit and waited for the rest of us to be done for the night. Yeah. Um,
2: This is definitely the kind of experience where if you want to break your party up where some go and some don't, don't feel bad.
0: You um, usually definitely not for everybody. A lot of times I'll go with friends I have in Orlando and Laurel will go out. Or my mom will go with you. <laughs> or like last time, all the girls went out and had a nice night at Disney Springs. And Casey, Rachel's husband, and I uh, just did horror nights because he likes his stuff too. Uh, the Most of the rides are open and their weights are usually not too bad. They're going to, once again, peak in the middle of the night. But some of them are going to be walk-ons. Some of them they're not, are such walk-ons they don't even run the pre-show like – this is when I went on the Fast and the Furious Supercharge, which I would not wait five minutes for during the day, but I was able to walk on and bypass the pre-show, which I also found later out, or found out later, was kind of the best part of the thing. So I went and did a horrible ride, but other rides, you know, or walk-ons, like, yeah, things like The Mummy are going to get a little bit of a wait. Uh same thing with uh Dying in Alley is usually – open and that's kind of a refuge area where there's no horror stuff going on i think they've added death they might be adding death eaters this year i'm not sure or if that's just hollywood i know they do it in japan um
2: i remember being able to walk almost walk right into the minions ride Which was, in my opinion, the best part of my night.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it's very much, if you love haunted houses, this is an amazing experience. Like, if these IP ones, you're going to recognize the sets. Like, I've done Ghostbusters, The Shining, uh, Evil Dead, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Like These are ones they've had in the past that I could talk about because they don't recycle these houses. And they put money, they'll put animatronics, they'll put... Um you know, they'll just spend money to make these yeah. things look exactly like they do. So if you're even into these movies and not into the jump scares, you know might even be worth if you can tolerate them, yeah, it's worth it for that.
2: Another thing to remember, it is a party. They are going to have bar like a pop up bar station set up throughout the uh park. They're gonna have specialty drinks, um maybe even refillable mugs and things like that. There may be some, maybe a few random special food items. It kind of just depends. Oh, they
0: definitely have a random food items. Not yeah. quite as many as.
2: Yeah, not as many as like Disney had like, this year, but they're universal. Have something.
0: Famous pizza fries started as a Halloween Horror Nights thing. Oh
2: yeah, yeah,
0: and then twisted tater on a stick is always a popular one. Yeah, again, don't know what's there this year. Yeah, they never release the
2: information. Um, in years past, they've had some themed drinks, like they had blood bags, and they had like shots that were like Um, and all sorts of random things over the years they've
0: been trying to from when i used to go in college uh and obviously this was 20 years ago so the prices were about different you would get a your first drink was like eight bucks so let's say that's 16 bucks to in today and it was like a you know high c with alcohol kind of thing and then you could refill it for four so think we're filling it for like eight today would probably be eight or ten for the price And they don't really push it like they used to. Like, you couldn't go 20 feet without hitting a bar back in the day. And But I think it's been more crowded, more popular. And because of that, you know, alcohol could cause problems. Mm -hmm. They still serve it, but it's not as in in your face. But it's not like.
2: I don't think it's as bad as. It's not as like heavy drinking atmosphere as it used to be a long time ago. It is a little bit more family-oriented, but, like, scary. Clearly very scary.
0: But there are going to be more – there are going to be, obviously, much more drunk people than at Magic Kingdom because, well, there's no alcohol in Magic Kingdom. And – Well, there is.
2: Nobody's going to have their tiny
0: kids here, so. Right. So, you're going to encounter it, but security has been much better, and they've been cutting people off. It is not – a giant club like it used to be. Yeah. And I think that's an important change.
2: Yes. And I will. And I think it makes it more fun, frankly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Like back when, like when I was in college, there were like foam parties and Kong (laughs) It was so weird, but like, they're not going to do things like that. There are going to be the
2: nineties anymore. There are going
0: to be dance parties. There are going to be drinking. There is, but that's not the focus. The focus has really become the houses. Yeah.
2: The quality of the experience uh, the different kinds of things you can see and, and try and do. That, that's really ha- that's really the focus now. They also do have some special merchandise that are party-specific merchandise. At both
0: places. Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, you know, the, the every year they have a special shirt that they come out with for the uh, Horror Nights experience. And it's always some kind of theme. Whatever the big theme is for the year. I happen
0: to be wearing one now from when they used to have a Bill and Ted comedy show, which ran... Well beyond anybody else remembering Bill and Ted for anything else. Um, And then they canceled it right before the new movie came out. Kind of weird. But I'm wearing my Bill and Ted uh, farewell shirt, which was the big shirt from that year. Uh, But I recommend it if you're into horror at all. Yeah. And, Uh, and,
2: And you can do just as a late night experience. So you can do something else during the day. And skip over to Universal in the evening for your ticket.
0: Now, one thing I will say that's a little difficult about booking for horror nights uh, is often you can't book a one-night stay. They kind of black that out, on the, especially on the weekends around horror nights, because so, they don't want uh, people just coming for one night and kind of with that whole get one room and cram 30 people in there. That's kind of why they don't allow the one-night stays so, if you want to book Universal for horror nights you, around this time of you year, you gotta do a two-day you, trip. I often have to do two nights. Now, it's not a hundred percent that, but that does come up a lot. Uh, I think that's it for horror nights that I could think of.
2: Yeah, the only other things that we didn't cover were if you do choose to come during this time of year and you don't choose to go to any special party, you can still have an amazing, wonderful time. There is decorations for the season everywhere every single park has some decor and every single park has a little bit of something special um there's like a you know you can see uh, halloween characters at hollywood and vine and hollywood uh at fort wilderness they have uh decorations all over the place so if you go over to uh, the, to see the campgrounds, you can see all sorts of decorations people there.
0: they do that on their own. It's not all just Disney That's true. It's kind of unofficial. Like and people then, have a lot of those yard inflatables that look like some of the most elaborate ones you could find in front of like anybody's yeah, home. Yeah. Uh, and
2: then Disney Springs also has decorations and like Fall into the Magic, which is this theme this year, uh, which is really like all over the entire area. So there's definitely lots of different um, seasonal experiences that you can have just only during this this time of year.
0: And sometimes on Halloween, like if you're at Springs or at the hotels with your kids, they do have some actual trick-or-treating. Uh, you know, once again, your mileage may vary on when and where that happens, but that has been a common thing in the past. So if you want to do that, you can. Um, but like Epcot really doesn't do much cuz it's is full food and wine season for them. That's true. Uh Animal Kingdom's usually not going to be open that late a lot of this times here true. to do too much. Uh and well uh, back with that like Magic Kingdom and Universal close very early on their party nights. So the other parks often stay open a little later to compensate. So, you know, if you're planning to go this time of year and you're not doing the parties, keep that in mind as well. But I think that covers it.
2: Uh, yeah, I think we're good.
0: We want to talk about DCL now. I think we can skip that.
2: Oh, we were going to do a separate episode for that.
0: Oh, yeah, we're going to do the all the Dean's Cruises for that. Um, well, I think that covers it uh, for this episode. Next week, I think we're going to be talking about Christmas because winter holidays. Uh, we're just we're planning our own trip for Christmas time right now. So, you know, it's kind of relevant in our minds. So, we'll talk to you guys next week. So, on behalf of uh, my co hosts, Rachel and Laurel, and our sponsor, TTA Vacations, uh, once again, check them out at ttavacations at gmail.com if you want any help planning your Disney or Universal or cruise vacation. Uh, thank you once again and have a good night.
2: Have a good night. (laughs)